Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Lockdown Sound Podcast. Joining me, as always, today is my co-host and co-partner, Hunter Trumbull. I'm here, and I'm ready to go. Ready to go for this awesome 5-Minute Fridays we have to talk about today, which is a passionate one in the whitetail community, and it is antler restrictions or doe furs policies. Am I up? You're up. Oh, I'm up. All right. Well, I'm not really the deer hunter of the two of us, but... This won't apply to a lot of states because most states actually have a decently run management for deer. Yeah, and we, I would say, don't. No. Um, we're terrible. Our laws are a little wonky. I guess let's start off by telling everybody for our out of state listeners what laws we have. So you don't have to shoot a doe first. No doe first. You can shoot whatever you, you shoot want. Shoot whatever first. you want. And then your first buck has no restrictions. It can be whatever you want. Your second buck has to have at least four on one side. Yeah. And then you can shoot as many does as you want. And. Which is fine. The does is fine. Yeah. Yeah. You can get up to, I think, 11 tags or something like that for them. Something like that. So pretty right. high number. Nobody's shooting 11. Nobody's shooting a full thing of, um, of does. But I don't know. It's kind of a... We don't... I shouldn't say that. Our Boone and Crockett list of bucks is big. We do produce big bucks. We're, what, 11th on the list? Something really? like that. Somewhere yeah. around 11, 12, 13. But... I feel like on the average, the average guy is not seeing a very mature buck. No. I mean, that nine point I shot last year was the biggest that I've shot. Biggest these, I've seen. These mature bucks that are getting shot are either out of luck or these guys are putting in a lot of work and effort with their neighbors to make sure they have a good a good herd. And that's what we have to do up here pretty much. you got to make sure your – that's why it's so hard to hunt. I've kind of given up on deer hunting a little bit. I go because I like to fill my freezer, but I can't convince my neighbors that it's not – a quality option to just shoot everything. Yeah, your neighbors take five or six deer out every year, I feel like. Um, you know, the guys across the street take probably three out, and the guys right next to us probably take another three to four out. Yeah. So, you know, it's just... And, of course, it's never does. No, it's always never does. It's always little tiny bucks, little dinky bucks, because they think it's cool. I don't, I don't know. So I would love to see either a doe first, because I think maybe it would get some of the guys out of the woods... Sorry to say that. Um, Probably. An antler restriction. I don't know if we need both, but I don't really care if we have both, honestly. I want to see a doe-first policy. I'm, I'm okay with no antler restriction if you had a doe-first policy for anybody above... What, what's our youth hunt, technically? Anybody above under 12? Is it 12? Is it 12 or 14? I don't know. Or 16? Somewhere in there. Whatever the youth hunt is, once you're over that... I think it's 16. Is it 16? All right, I'm going to change. It? I don't know. That's a great question. I think I think it's 16. Is it? I think it's 16, too. All right, so I'm going to change. Okay, anybody under the age of 14, you can shoot whatever the heck you want. Once you reach 14, doe first, no antler restriction. My main, my main problem with the whole ordeal is if you go to the buck pole, you know, we always have a buck pole. Yep. You go. A couple local ones. It's always, it's never kids. It's never kids looking at these four-point spikes, whatever they're looking at. It's always some 60-year-old dude who's just like, it's brown, it's down. And I understand you want to just shoot something and put it in your freezer or however you want to say, I can kill what I want. But for 
guys that are trying to manage deer, if you're not on big swaps of property that you can manage your own deer and try to keep them there, and you can't convince your neighbors without the help of legislation or, or changing rules of our, of our management, I kind of feel like you're shit out of luck. And that causes a lot of guys to do the same thing. If you think your neighbors, you know, if you can't, if you can't get a good group of guys together to manage a property, you know they're going to die anyways. Yeah. So now it goes through your head of like, well, I could let this two-year-old walk, but why would I? He's going to go down the road and, and Jimmy Joe is going to shoot it. And then what? I missed out. I, I don't, he doesn't get to grow. I let him walk and they killed him. And that's exactly what happened, you know, when me and my dad were on our property last year. He texted me, he was sitting there texting me and pictures of a buck that was in front of him. He said, nah, it's too small, I'm going to let it walk. About 30 minutes later, I watched the neighbor in his tree stand take a shot at it. And luckily he missed, I'm pretty sure, because he stayed in his tree stand for about three hours. And I watched that deer run a half mile through the field. But same thing, he took a shot at one that we deemed too small to take. So, I mean, like I said, unless you're able to get a guy, couple groups of guys together to agree on some rules and rules set without... For a pretty big set of property. Exactly. You gotta if you're not if you don't own a few hundred acres, you know you need everybody in your surrounding area. You need everybody surrounding your degree. And and then that is hard to do. That's hard to do. Especially up here. I don't know how it is in other states. I'd love to talk to other deer hunters in other states about how their people act, but I feel like the average hunter up here is forty to like sixty five years old man. Probably. And it's literally like trying to freaking talk to a wall. Yeah, it is. They're setting their ways. That's I mean, for sure. if it's got spots, they're like, "Oh, it's just more tender." Just more tender. Tastes better. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You, how many? It's like this is the thing. How many deer have you shot in your lifetime? You know, if I talk to my dad, my dad's like, "I've shot so many deer, I don't care. I'd rather watch them than shoot them. And then if the right deer comes out, I'll take it. Or if it gets to the end of the season and there's a big doe, you know, I'll take it. That's fine. And that's what. I, that's what. I usually do, I feel like, is watch deer. But most guys, if it's walking in front of them, it has brown with occasionally white spots. <laughs> it's, it's down. down. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be and not only the that, problem. But there's going to be about four to five buckload shots through its ass. Yes. 100%. No matter what, they're, they're shooting all three. So no matter what. If you can tell that we have a little bit of a, of a understanding problem with some of the deer hunters that are in our area, I don't know if this is how it is in every state, but if it is, I feel bad for everybody. feel bad for everybody. For <laughs> sure, I feel bad for everyone here in Michigan. <sighs> That's a five-minute Fridays, though. Yep, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you guys next week. And uh, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening.